0: into the owl's nest the overwatch league countdown cup is halfway over could we see another drag out knockdown match against the san francisco shock and the paris eternal that's coming up on today's owls nest (music) welcome back to our regulars and hello to any new viewers out there if this is your first time visiting the owl's nest make sure you hit that subscribe button and like the video turn on the bell for notifications and leave us some comments about how you like the show so, with uh, Hero Pools now being off the table, everyone back into the lineup, it's going to be a pretty Genji-heavy meta, I think, and uh, we're looking at probably Paris and San Francisco being two of the dominant teams here. So, should we get a matchup? Jake, why are these the two teams that we're looking at to go all the way? Why not the, the, the Fusion or the Mayhem?
1: To be honest, the reason I, I was thinking Paris and San Fran is what I'm most excited about, despite that being you know a semi-final match in our, in our last tournament, is basically because San Fran has been retooled, right? Like, they have looked like the best team in NA, I would say, all season long. Like, maybe not all season long, but for my money, just watching them play, they seem like the most dominant team. When they go against a weaker team, I mean, it's barely a match. Like, they just run them over. So, teams like the Fusion and the Mayhem have had a lot more trouble. And, you know, for Shock, Shock recently kind of just batted down the Mayhem in in their matchup, you know, went 3-1, you know, with Tayo now in the lineup to play Genji. So, uh, for Fusion as well, having some trouble, although, you know, put an asterisk next to that because, of course, that wasn't Hero <laughs> Bulls where they look better in, you know, the classic Arista Sigma meta. Um, I do think Fusion and Mayhem both going to be contenders. Like, I don't see these teams dropping out early either. Like, I could see that as the top four. But I think San Fran has always been so strong. And remember, Paris Eternal only barely edged them out in the semifinal. It was a 3-2 game. It was incredibly close. A ton of moments went down to the wire. And Shock won some maps playing Striker on Tracer you know a comp that I don't think was optimal in the last tournament. Like Genji just was better, but Stryker is just so damn good. He he made it work. So you know the, the fact that Tayo is in the lineup now, um, this is going to be the the real test for Tayo going up in this next tournament. You know whether it is against Fusion or Mayhem or eventually Paris Eternal. Like this is the moment for him to prove himself because I would say he's had good games on Genji, but he hasn't really been tested. Right, he hasn't had that game that pushes him to his limits and forces him to play at a really high level in order to actually get the win, right? He's been, you know, they've been kind of beating down relatively weaker teams uh, in these past few weeks. Like, there hasn't been that close match. Uh, And, you know, for a team that will push them all the way, Paris is is where my money's at. You know, a player like Sparkle... Looking like the best Genji in the league right now. I'll just say it. Like, normally I <laughs> would very rarely want to call somebody looking like the best player in the league at a certain hero even. But if you just talk about Genji, and if you talk about how the Paris Eternal understands how to play around this comp, how Ben Bess has picked up the Orissa so effectively, uh, I just think across the board, I, just, I see these two teams as juggernauts. And it's a San Fran that we have not seen before because of Tayo playing the Genji. You know, he's a new signing, but he's probably going to start full time if they're going to be playing the Genji meta.
0: All right, so uh, yes, uh, the, the Genji meta with uh, the Orisa and Sigma double shield, probably going to stay pretty standard uh, to, up till the end of the Countdown Cup here. So which of these two teams between Paris and San Francisco in that meta do you give the edge to?
1: I would say because of previous performance, I would say Paris. However, I think outside of the Genji spot, I think, I think San Fran is the stronger team. Uh, I will say I think Hanbin did not have his or sorry not Hanbin Hanbin had a great match against San Fran when they went up I think Choi Hyobin did not have his best match ever uh, going up against the Paris Eternal you know some missed rocks there here and there kind of let Sparkle go a little bit crazy uh, although Sparkle did an amazing job you know evading them and everything so you know it's not all Choi but I do think Hanbin kind of came out on top of the Sigma matchup Sparkle came out on top playing Genji those were like the reasons in my mind that, that Paris won that match overall um, so now San Fran retooled probably going to lock in the Genji meta since it is a little bit more dominant I would say right now um, although I could see there being maps where Striker will play like maybe control maps where Striker will play and just he's just so good at Tracer he's like one of the few players in the league where I'm like yeah I endorse Shock just playing Tracer with no fear because Striker is just a freak of nature on that hero so um, this is going to be this is like too close to call but I think because of Sparkle like this is the moment for Tayo to prove that he's actually on that level I, I honestly don't expect that because I think Sparkle is, you know, know, at that elite S tier, and Tayo, while he could be there, we just don't know yet. We haven't seen him play on that level yet, not in the Overwatch League at least. So this is like that make-or-break match, in my opinion, for Tayo, like to prove himself uh, that he's not getting carried by the shock that he is, you know, has the potential to be a a, a staking point, you know, um, somebody that consistently plays on this roster.
0: Well, and I don't think that anyone's going to argue with you that if you're putting the full teams against one another in a head-to-head matchup that most people would probably go with the Shock over the Eternal, despite them having won the last time they went up against each other, but kind of breaking it down a little bit, looking at like a head-to-head matchup in in player for player, where do you see the matchup falling if we're just looking at the tank play for both the Shock and the Eternal?
1: Well, I think that's really close. Like, honestly, I think Troy and Hanbin are two of the very best Sigmas in the entire league, which is... I would say the the defining impact position of the current meta. Like, if there's one player who's really going to carry your team and have really game-changing impact, it is the Sigma. The hero is incredibly high skill. The potential of the hero is absolutely ridiculous. And the mirror match is critical. Like, usually finding the the accretion stun on the enemy Sigma's ultimate is, like, the only way you're going to cancel that ultimate. Usually they're already going to be up in the air. There's no chance to break stun them. So I would say that that is going to be, like, that is, like, one of the critical matchups of the meta. So... Choi and Hanbin both incredibly good. I do think Hanbin won that matchup last time around, but I honestly expect more out of Choi. And that's not a knock on Choi. That's because I think he's incredibly good. So I don't think he's going to let it be so easy for Hanbin next time. I think he's going to come out swinging. And then I think when you go to the Orisa, you're thinking Smurf versus Ben Best. And normally I would say Smurf has the edge there. I think he's got more experience on the hero. I do want to give props to Ben Best because I feel that he's also leveled up in a major way right like he was a player that when he came in in the start of the season my mind was like okay paris playing ryan like that's what they're going to do when ben best is in they bring in no to play Arissa, but that has changed like ben best has really picked up the Arissa. he's been playing a very inventive play style that i think complements the genji meta incredibly well he's very focused on setting up for sparkle you know he's not greedy and trying to get his own value he'll make baiting plays to, to force enemy pressure onto him and then that creates a ton of space for sparkle so the intelligent plays coming out from the Eternal have been really next level with the Orisa, and you've got to give Ben Best credit for that. So I, I think the tank matchup is critical. I think maybe Smurf has the edge on Arissa uh, just because he's played it for longer, and Hanbin maybe has the edge due to past performance. But I, I could see this going either way. Like, I want to make that clear. Like, the edge <laughs> that I think is there is tiny on both regards. These are All four of these tanks are top tier.
0: Now obviously you already said that when it comes to DPS specifically on the Genji, which is where the meta is probably going to end up falling, that Sparkle has the edge and this is tai- Taiyo's chance to really step up and show that he has what it takes to compete as well. But outside of the Genji and those two, who do you think has the edge in the DPS? Like which DPS has to step up uh, to help sort of fill in those gaps that the Genji might miss?
1: The way I see it, this is most likely going to be, you know, Xe versus Ons, uh, on the on the hitscan role. And... I think the, this matchup can actually break down in in really interesting ways, depending on how the hit scan specifically breaks down. Like we've seen different picks from different teams. Um, you know, Widow, Ash, and McCree have all seen play time in the same role, arguably doing basically the same things. Of course, each hero has its speciality. Um, you know, it suits certain positions on certain maps. So I think it'll be a, a big factor who has the map pick advantage going into this map or going into this this match, because you know, to be able to force what I would say is advantage XC when he's playing McCree and then advantage Ons when they're both on Widow. But I would say that Ash matchup is probably going to be what really defines the series. I think Ash is probably going to see the most play time um, of the three. Although I could imagine either team, like, you know, I could imagine Paris trying to force more McCree, put pressure on Tayo, make him have a really difficult time with how many stuns you have with that hero and Sigma and Brig and Bap, it just makes Genji's life hell. Um, but I'll, you know, on the other side, you could see Ons just forcing Widow just because he's such a freak on that hero. You know, so many crazy picks coming out from him. Uh, but the Ash matchup is where that's like my my neutral intuit- intuition is that that matchup will define it. And I don't know. I think that's too close to call. Like both of those players have incredible hitscan talent, and it's going to be certainly a firestorm to see you know who comes out on top there, who finds the headshots. And Ash is just such an explosive hero, so much damage potential. Uh, you know, that I think is going to be critical, but I really can't call an advantage there. Like, that's the way I see it is really it's just like McCree, okay, Exe's maybe a little better. Ons, okay, um, I think, or, or sorry, Widow, I think Ons is a little better. Uh, but obviously, they're both incredibly good at all three hits, can. So, you know, again, it's just that's what makes this matchup so exciting is that there's no like obvious edge that, you know, one team will just dominate.
0: And then obviously we can't forget about our support players. Uh, We have FD God and Fielder on the side of the Eternal and the trio of uh, Moth, Twilight, and Violet on the Shock. Who has the edge here in the support game?
1: Um, I think this is a pretty close one, I would say. I think Fielder has been playing really incredibly well um, on the BAP in particular. You know, he's playing on high ping from Korea, which makes it even more impressive. You know, his immortality field timings have been picture perfect. He's going... Very greedy with them, but he's not letting his team get punished. You know, very consistent. And that is what you want to do on BAP, is like kind of ride it down to the ragged edge of HP before you commit that drone. And Fielder's been doing it, you know, and it's scary to watch sometimes because of how low his team gets. But that is the professional standard, right, to really go as greedy as possible without getting punished. You know, you want to be on that edge of death before you commit the crucial cooldown. Um, and I do think Fielder has a small edge there. Uh, however, of course, I think Violet is also top tier on the hero Um, The real question in my mind is where the Brig comes out. I think FD God and Twilight, I don't really see them, or or Moth. I mean, I think actually, I'm surprised, to be honest, that that Twilight has played almost permanently on the Brig uh, over Moth. I think Moth has a great Brig. Um, And Twilight had some you know rough moments, I would say, in the series against the Eternal last time. A couple times when I was reviewing Sparkle's Genji, I saw Twilight making some errors with his shield bashes. So um, I don't know enough about the matchup to really say that that's a consistent theme, but I know he sort of struggled in that last time, that last outing. Um, So I'd be interested to see what lineup the Shock actually runs, but um, I would give this edge to the Eternal. I think this is, I think Fielder has just been so sharp on the BAP, you know, I think Violet has incredible aim and fragging power on the Hero, but so does Fielder, and when it comes to the drones, I just don't, I haven't seen anybody as greedy as Fielder, who actually gets away with it as much as he does with You know, just waiting so long to commit the drone. But when you do it perfectly like that, it it baits the enemy team in, makes them think they can get kills when they really can't, when you've got that cooldown ready. So uh, that sort of perfect play, that's what it's going to take to beat the Shock. But if anyone can deliver, it's got to be Fielder.
0: All right. Final verdict, then. If you had to call one or the other, Shock versus the Eternal, the next go-around, who are you putting your money on?
1: It's a really tough call. Um because it is so close but i am going to say that i'm going to say that it is going to be the paris eternal taking it again oh. i think this is a this is a dark horse pick because i think san fran in most metas is the stronger team mm-hmm. i think in most situations they're the stronger team however i think unless tayo can show a performance the likes of which he's never had before like really leveling up to you know that not just Overwatch League standard, but the SF Shock standard, right? Like best in the league standard. Then I do think Sparkle will overwhelm them. However, Shock, remember, brought this close, not even playing the Genji most of the time in the last time these teams fought. So the fact that Shock is going to be playing most likely like the stronger meta with a lot of Genji, even if Sparkle is, you know, the best Genji in the league or whatever, still Tayo, you know, all he has to do is have a decent game, perform just well, you know, even if it's not perfect to... to Uh, get Shock to win because you know remember it was so close despite Shock playing an off meta strat I would say so it's going to be incredibly close and I think that is where the rubber is going to meet the road Uh, it's going to be on Choi and Hanbin having a bigger game than one another uh, you know winning that mirror matchup and it's going to be on Tayo uh, versus Sparkle you know the sword fight with the Genji it's going to be critical
0: Yeah, I do agree that it's probably going to come down to the Genji play between Tayo and Sparkle, but I'm actually going to put my money on the San Francisco Shock, because while they hate losing, I know that they hate losing twice, even more, and if history has shown us anything, they are the John Wick of the Overwatch League, and I think they're going to come out with a vengeance. But that's all the time that we have here on the Owl's Nest today. Thank you so much for watching. And before you go, click that bell to subscribe to our channel and get all the notifications on our latest videos. And if your local radio station isn't running Checkpoint XP's national radio show, you can get it on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you follow Jake over at JakeOW on Twitter and Jake underscore OW on Twitch and YouTube. And until next time, stay on that payload.
1: BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. (laughs) Known for his incredible award show appearances, Chris Stapleton never disappoints. Our Nancy Brooks recounts the first time meeting him and ranks his four best award show performances. Text Chris to 45911 to see which performances made the list at BackstageCountry.com. Just text Chris to 45911 and find out why Chris Stapleton is a BackstageCountry.com favorite.